The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Here are the top stories of the week that went by. Bengaluru Local News. The Karnataka Cabinet approved declaring 21 more taluks as drought hit, bringing the total to 216. Law Minister H.K. Patil stated the state seeks 5,326.87 crore rupees relief from the centre. Karnataka has 236 taluks, 10 face severe drought. The total agricultural and horticultural loss is estimated at 33,770 crores. Relief is also sought for livestock and drinking water. The Cabinet expressed concern over Central Minister's delays in granting relief requests, tasking the Revenue Minister to expedite in-person appointments. In other headlines, Karnataka Deputy CM D.K. Shivkumar called the rejection of the plea to quash the CBI case on his disproportionate assets a political vendetta. He affirmed faith in the judiciary and vowed to legally contest the Karnataka High Court's decision. Shivkumar emphasized his willingness to cooperate and stated the BJP's political grudge. The High Court's ruling lifts the interim stay on the CBI probe, mandating its conclusion within three months. CBI continues its investigation into Shivkumar. In some more news, Bengaluru faces an average of 13 accidents and two fatalities daily reported by the city's traffic police. From January to September, 3,706 accidents resulted in 651 deaths and 3,155 injuries. To combat this, the police identified 59 accident-prone locations, focusing on areas like Tumkuru Road, Pinya, Yashwantpur and Jalahalli. Measures include accident zone signboards, skywalks, CCTV cameras and race centre medians. Recently, one such black spot on Nice Road transformed with heightened safety features. Up next, Bengaluru faces weekend power disruptions due to a significant drop in electricity production. Bescom and KPTCL are conducting maintenance projects to address outages. Most outages, anticipated between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on October 21st and 22nd, may conclude earlier. Affected areas include Belekahalli, Ranka Road, Anugraha, Badawane, Prem Nagara, Shankarapa Industrial Estate and several others. The complete list of affected areas is available on Bescom's official website. Now on to other news, Karnataka's IT and BT Minister Priyank Karge mentioned the state's intent to assess the Web3 Industries proposal for a regulatory sandbox. This initiative aims to foster innovation and development in the absence of a definitive framework. Karge emphasized the potential job opportunities stemming from a thriving startup ecosystem in disruptive technologies like blockchain and Web3. The proposal was presented by the Bharat Web3 Foundation, advocating for awareness, education and leadership programs in the Web3 space. Moving on, the BWSSB's upcoming TK Halli Water Treatment Plant, slated for completion by 2026, will be Bengaluru's largest, treating 400 MLD. Nicholas Bockhoff, COO at Suez India, the project's French contractor, stated its progress. Suez manages the design, operations and maintenance for the plant under the fifth phase of the Kaveri water supply scheme. The initiative transports and treats water from the Kaveri River before supplying it to the city. Despite pandemic-induced delays, construction is underway. Meanwhile, Azim Premji University will host Forests of Life, a 13-day festival spotlighting Indian forests starting November 2nd. Part of an annual series on climate and nature, it follows last year's Rivers of Life edition. High school and undergraduates submitted 386 entries on forest-centric themes, with 130 selected for a three-month internship to develop their projects. 
Organizers plan to continue the festival for five more years. Registrations close on October 25th. On a different note, Samsung Semiconductor India Research is partnering with the IISC Bengaluru to establish a cutting-edge laboratory focused on advanced quantum technologies. Led by Mayank Srivastava, the facility aims to offer research and training support in physics, engineering, computer science and mathematics. It will enhance students' employability, providing a platform for interdisciplinary research and industry collaboration, and addressing reliability challenges in quantum technologies. The lab will also serve as a technological innovation center, showcasing indigenous quantum technologies globally. National News Moving on to the national news. Prime Minister Narendra Modi inaugurated the priority section of the Delhi-Ghaziabad-Meerat RRTS corridor at Shahibabad Rapid X station, launching India's regional rapid transit system. The system will be known as Namo Bharat. The Delhi-Ghaziabad-Meerat RRTS, costing over 30,000 crore rupees, will connect Delhi to Meerat in under an hour. Traversing Ghaziabad, Muradnagar and Modinagar, it will offer high-speed intercity trains running at 180 km per hour. PM Modi laid the corridor's foundation stone on March 8, 2019. Meanwhile, security forces engaged in combing operations in violence-affected Manipur have successfully recovered arms and ammunition, including 1,085 bombs looted from police stations and armories in three separate operations over the past month, as per a Defence Ministry spokesperson. The recoveries, which include automatic weapons, mortars and assorted ammunition, were handed over to Manipur police. The operations targeted ridges separating communities involved in ethnic violence, with the caches likely intended for misadventures in each other's areas. In more news, a special task force appointed by the Kerala government initiated an eviction drive in Munnar's Chinnakanal Panchayat, clearing five acres and 20 cents of encroached land. The plot was illegally converted into a cardamom farm by Tiju Kuriakos. Locals criticized the district administration for targeting small farmers over major encroachers. This action follows a directive from the Kerala High Court in September to clear illegal encroachments in Munnar. Shifting our focus, ISRO is set to conduct the inaugural test flight for its Gaganyaan mission this weekend. The flight test vehicular abort Mission 1, TVD-1, will assess the crew escape system, CES, this milestone event will be live-streamed on ISRO's official website, YouTube channel and Facebook page, as well as on Doordarshan. The Gaganyaan mission aims to demonstrate human spaceflight capability by sending a three-member crew to a 400-kilometer orbit for a three-day mission. In a general weather update for the country, Delhi experienced its coldest day this week in five years, recording a minimum temperature of 15.9 degrees Celsius, 3 degrees below average. This marks the earliest dip below 16 degrees Celsius since 2014. Another western disturbance is expected over the weekend, but it's unlikely to bring significant rain to the capital. The cool northwesterly winds have contributed to the lower temperatures. The day's maximum was 30.4 degrees Celsius, slightly below normal. International news. Turning our attention to international news, External Affairs Minister S.J. Shankar met with Singapore's Minister for Trade and Industry, Gan Kim Yong, to discuss potential areas of cooperation with lasting impact. Jay Shankar expressed enthusiasm for further development of these ideas at the ISMR meeting. India and Singapore, with their shared values and interests, elevated their historical relationship to a strategic partnership in 2015. They engage in various international forums, including the East Asia Summit and G20. Jay Shankar's visit strengthens these ties. 
In ongoing news, US President Joe Biden addressed the nation following his high-stakes visit to Israel during the ongoing conflict. He underscored the pivotal moment in history, emphasizing that current decisions will have far-reaching consequences. Biden expressed unwavering support for Israel's security, condemning Hamas for using civilians as shields. He recounted the suffering of civilians in both Israel and Ukraine, condemning the attack by Hamas and Russian forces. He warned of global ramifications if aggressors go unpunished. In a recent development, Canada's government confirmed that 41 diplomats left India ahead of New Delhi's set deadline to retain diplomatic immunity. While labelled an expulsion, Canada opts not to escalate the situation. India sought parity by reducing Canada's diplomatic presence from 62 to 21. Talks failed, prompting the drawdown. Canada plans to maintain engagement with India. Minister Melanie Jolly decries the move as a breach of international law, emphasising the importance of diplomatic immunity. In some other news, the UK's Met Office issued a rare red alert for parts of Scotland, warning of exceptional rainfall and life-threatening flooding. Storm Babette, named by UK officials, could bring over a month's worth of rain to the worst affected areas. Babette caused floods in Ireland, leading to evacuations and power outages. Denmark, Sweden, Germany and Norway are bracing for severe weather impacts. Southern Europe also experiences heavy rains. Business News Let's now look at some business stories. Middle-income countries, including India, must formulate policies based on reliable data to ascend to high-income status within the next three to four decades, warned World Bank chief economist Indermeet Gill. Sustained growth will be increasingly challenging. Gill emphasized the need for MCIs to address deficits in mid-sized firms for progress. He notes that only 31 countries achieved high-income status from 1990 to 2021. Middle-income countries represent 75% of the global population. In more business news, Adani Group is finalizing a $3.5 billion loan to refinance debt used to acquire Ambuja Cements, signaling renewed creditor confidence after Hindenburg's wealth erosion claims. This deal ranks among Asia's top 10 loans in 2023. 18 global banks, including Barclays and Deutsche Bank, are on board. The refinancing expected this week will save around $250 million over three years. It extends the repayment term to 2027, enhances credit ratings and aids in recovering Adani's wealth. Next up, in some tech news, Elon Musk, owner of social media platform X, formerly Twitter, announced the upcoming launch of two premium subscription tiers. The first, at a lower price, offers full access to X's premium features while maintaining the same ad level as the free version. The second, a pricier option, ensures an ad-free experience. Musk didn't provide further details on the plans. Since 2022, he has implemented significant changes, including rebranding and introducing subscription services. Moving on, TVS Motor Company has entered the Venezuelan market, unveiling plans to introduce 14 products, including two-wheelers and three-wheelers, in partnership with local distributor, service administrators JPG. The lineup encompasses high-end motorcycles like RR310 and Apache RTR models, as well as commuter bikes such as Track 150 and Sport 100. TVS Motors' move into Venezuela aligns with its global expansion strategy, marking a significant milestone. TVS Motor Company operates in over 80 countries worldwide. In market news for today, the Sensex dropped by 242.70 points or 0.37%, settling at 65,386.54, while the Nifty declined by 89.40 points or 0.46%, closing at 19,535.30. 
Among the listed shares, 1,153 showed advancement, 2,011 saw a decline, and 106 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened due to reports of the Reserve Bank of India selling dollars and a decrease in the value of the U.S. dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. The teaser of the song "Leke Prabhu Ka Naam" from Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif's film Tiger Three has been released by Yash Raj Films. The dance number will debut on October 23rd, ahead of the film's release on November 12th in Hindi, Tamil, and Telugu. The teaser shows Salman and Katrina dancing joyfully in a desert setting. This installment of the Tiger franchise, directed by Manish Sharma, also features Imran Hashmi as the antagonist. In news from Hollywood, Ed Sheeran, the global pop sensation, is set to return to India for a performance in Mumbai on March 16, 2024, as part of his Mathematics Asia tour. The India leg, co-produced by Book My Show, will serve as the grand finale. Ticket sales open on October 27, 2023, general, and October 25, pre-sales. The concert follows a vibrant 2023 with performances by various artists, including The Strokes, Jackson Wang, and The Backstreet Boys. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Vijay Star Leo, directed by Lokesh Kanagaraj, had a record-breaking opening, earning 68 crore rupees in India on its first day across languages. The film marks a reunion between Vijay and Kanagaraj after their 2021 blockbuster Master. Leo received acclaim for its bold storytelling. Fans celebrated the release with enthusiasm, with some exchanging garlands during screenings. The star-studded cast includes Sanjay Dutt, Trisha Krishnan, and Arjun Sarja, with music by Anurudh Ravichandra. Spooler Sports. In sports news, Hardik Pandya will miss India's World Cup 2023 match against New Zealand in Dharamshala due to a left ankle injury. He'll be under constant supervision of the BCCI medical team, not travelling with the team to Dharamshala but rejoining them directly in Lucknow. Pandya will receive treatment in Bengaluru. The injury occurred while trying to stop a ball with his feet during the match against Bangladesh, requiring assistance from Virat Kohli and the BCCI physio. In more sports updates, Poland, led by world number two Iga Swiatek and Hubert Hurkacz, is the top seed for the 2024 edition of the Australian Open. Greece, with Stefanos Tsitsipas and Maria Sakkari, is the second seed, followed by the defending champion United States-led Jessica Pegula and Taylor Fritz. Four countries will make their debut, including Serbia, Djokovic and Danilovic, Canada, Olga Aliassime and Fernandez, China, Zheng and Zhang, and the Netherlands, Griekspor and Rus. Wrapping up sports news, Manchester City seeks to avoid a third consecutive Premier League defeat for the first time in seven years as they face Brighton this weekend. Arsenal presents a challenge for resurgent Chelsea. Four teams have a chance to lead the table, starting with Liverpool in the Merseyside derby against Everton. City facing Brighton hasn't suffered three consecutive losses in the league since 2016. Brighton, despite struggles due to European commitments, remains sixth in the table. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an extraordinary musical event featuring ace vocalist Javed Ali performing live at the Phoenix Market City Whitefield on the 21st of October at 7 p.m. Catch ace comic Saurabh Sinha as he headlines his latest stand-up special Tindo to Oyo, performing live at the Comedy Garage Whitefield on the 21st of October at 6 p.m. Celebrate this festive season with the Sunday Soul Sante Diwali edition. Discover a variety of stalls showcasing handcrafted merchandise along with live music, delicious cuisine and so much fun. 
happening at the Eco World Belandur on the 22nd of October at 10 a.m. Immerse yourself in an exclusive abstract art exhibition Art for Your Living Room happening at the Verde Art Gallery KR Puram on the 21st and 22nd of October from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can also catch Ace Comic Arjun Rana as he headlines his latest stand-up special The Sensible Jhart performing live at the Tag Comedy Club Koramangala 4th Block on the 22nd of October at 6 p.m. Podcast to listen to over the weekend. If entertainment is your thing then check out the incredible Off Air with Jayman podcast where he interacts with artists, comics and creators across the globe. Catch the latest episodes of the Studio 1886 podcast and get an insider look with Post Sukoon at all the great things happening inside the BGSW campuses. You can also check out the latest episodes of Meri Dunya with Veera as she travels around the country exploring new places, experiencing different cultures and quite literally taking listeners on a soulful ride. Bengaluru weather. And finally the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can expect partly cloudy weather. Temperatures will range from a warm 30 degrees Celsius to a pleasant 19 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index accounting for humidity will be around 32 degrees Celsius considering light wind and shaded locations. The highest temperature aligns with the usual October peak. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. make your commute truly extraordinary the bengaluru commute podcast skill is now available on alexa all you have to do is to download the skill from your alexa app and look for the bengaluru commute podcast the bengaluru commute podcast